Bruno, do you want to start this time? I mean, listen, you've been working so hard warming me up for the past 20 minutes. <laughs> and all I've been doing is sitting here eating a plum. Um, probably, probably like totally demonstrating exactly what your preconceived notions are about what uh, phenotype or whatever <laughs> I am. Bioenergetic character type. Mm, yes. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> Yeah, eating a so... moist plum. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I figured that would play into it. <laughs> I mean, I always like to bite into the juiciest You still have things. something in your face, you, you know. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Yes. laughs> I might have... Uh... Yeah, I might be a little bit too relaxed <laughs> right now for or some freewheeling. You mean for some culture wang? <laughs> or some freewheeling culture wang. Mm. Yeah, although it's best to be relaxed, right? Because the culture wang is so big. <laughs> the culture wang is really big. It's really big, yeah. <laughs> and it likes to fuck. So yeah, you should be maximally relaxed to take that kind of uh, culture. I was wang. watching this. I was watching this video of Do Doja Cat. That's her name, no? Yeah. And so it's so interesting that, that the devil's horns look very suspiciously like phalluses in that video. <laughs> so weird, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was, it's probably I was totally telling, accidental. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling Andrew, I was sending him the video to make like a tarot analysis of, oh. of that video because it's basically like occult imagery in that video. Yeah. So. Right. And right. So he's like really into this. So. Maybe he will penetrate that video with this. Um... I don't know. <laughs> that video might be a little too moist for him. <laughs> he seems to prefer to plow drier ground. <laughs> let's see. I uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do dare him though, because like I mean, that is the devil card is an interesting one in tarot to get, and people often misinterpret it. Yeah, but yeah. No, but you have the devil. You have the Scarlet Woman in that video, right? You have you have even Judas imagery and death. Uh, you have the devil himself. You have a lot of cocks. You have naked right. people. So it's uh, it's what it is. <laughs> I actually never listened to her, but I don't know why I, I stumbled upon the song and I have like this crazy earworm now. This crazy earworm. <laughs> <laughs> really, is it is playing out for you? Interesting. I don't wow. know why. I don't yeah, know how that no. works. Could you even hum it though? Like, or are you just craving hearing it again? Yeah, yeah the, the latter one. Yes, I don't yeah, know. What yeah, it see, is. so it's not a legit earworm because a legit earworm would be repeating itself, like yeah. in your ear. You would be like almost like hearing it all of the time. You know. Yeah, it's interesting with with uh, cultural artifacts. I think because yeah. you, if you stumble upon it and something kind of incites your interest and you don't know what it is. You know, because you see something new, at least from your angle, and you mm. want to, you, you, you like, you're kind of hooked on the thing that you don't know what it is, and you have to rewatch the movie or read the book or read the article or, or listen to the song again to to understand that what's emanating, you know, to mm. understand where it's coming from. <clears throat> right, right, because the call is from inside the house, right? It's your own consciousness that's like reverberating to something in it, and that's what you're actually looking for is yourself. Yes and no, I'm not a solipsist. I would presume that something uh, something outside of me too that kind of um instigates the Sure, sure. So, you know, but of course something 
is resonating inside of me and I want to find out what that is. Right, 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 right. So it's a, maybe also sometimes a synchronicity. Like if you've been thinking about a certain thing and then you find it represented, you know, in, in a piece of art or in some cultural production that seems really banal and like, you you know, usually you wouldn't engage with, then it can capture your attention, right? Because yeah. there's maybe some sort of like zeitgeisty kind of like form or symbol, yeah. you know, if not a larger idea. Yeah. How about TikTok girls? <laughs> well, well, I mean, what? we we kind of briefly talked a little while ago. I sent you that, uh, like, uh, your first exposure to like the NPC TikTok girls, right? Mm, the ones yeah. who just like, you know, oh, yummy, no, no spicy, you know, like shit like oh, no, that. No, but that's what, that's what. what no, that, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm, exactly. So that's that's humans acting like NPCs, right? Yeah. That's humans acting like you know copying. Yeah, you know, some kind of completely like synthetic digital only form. And yeah. then recently we've been talking about how synthetic only forms have been copying the sort of like Instagram thought or like TikTok thought, thought standing for that hoe over there. So basically like, you know, a, a woman trying to sell herself through images of her, you know, body or lifestyle that are seductive. So now AI, there's like the the top accounts on TikTok that that are like um, you know TikTok thought or Insta thought type accounts are it completely AI generated, <laughs> and people right. have just started catching on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I have two thoughts, two two uh, roads going from that, and maybe maybe I can Do address tell. both, and and you can <laughs> and you can you know choose which which road you want to take. But I'm breathless yeah. with that, anticipation. What, uh, yeah, breathless. I know. So uh, what I it's like I'm I'm here in Palma, and I'm always seeing these girls doing these kinds of uh, TikTok kind of dances. Right. And it's and it's the strangest thing because it's a hugely populated area, and people mm -hmm. pretend that it's the most normal thing, mm -hmm. you know, that they because that what they're basically doing is a is a sex dance for the internet. Um, knowingly that you know they're enticing the interest of men that they ne that those men can never reach them and they have like this bubble around them so no the ongoers are kind of oh that's very weird what you're actually doing you know so they're making a video for which they get basically no human response it's it's a very weird phenomenon that everybody treats that as normal right right and and so that's interesting because why is that that you know women have this need to expose themselves because even and that's to your point even if there would be the most advanced ai you know with the best you know avatars that you can jerk off to women that doesn't get you know women would still flash their tits at some other place and you know, their ass you know, because it's somewhat inbuilt that they're doing that for ages now, mm. you know, in ancient Rome, in Greece, you know, every major technology that kind of developed, developed by the power of the pussy, you know, be it books or internet or cinema, everything was driven by the female need to show their breasts. 
amazing. That's, that's, You're amazing. You're amazing. That's, that's an amazing, like complete capitulation of your own agency. You know, when I would say that the phenomenon is entirely produced by the male gaze, you know, like I would say, what is it about men that needs to see naked women all of the time, like preferably in every context and every you know, like state of undress and decoration and and function. Yeah. <laughs> what? A, yeah. So, actually, really, the origin of this phenomenon is actually men. <laughs> so, women are the victims here. That just no, women are just very intelligently taking advantage of a certain uh, vulnerability that men have. So they're whores, basically. <laughs> no, they're navigating and negotiating you know the social milieu as they find it <laughs> yeah but yeah that's what whore's doing no <laughs> we, we already established that you're the whore okay like we're just no going back on that <laughs> that is set in stone no 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 two no, episodes not, ago no 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 it's not, <laughs> us. it's not about me it's not about you it's just about the phenomenon that is like 90 percent of the internet is still driving by women you know showing the insides of their vaginas that's <laughs> showing holes that's, that's that's what they're doing you know mm. that's what's what's happening and and <laughs> I, I was wondering if that's you know uh i mean it's somewhat inbuilt obviously you, you wouldn't do that if you it's like because like you, we all can scheme you know to do something to please the other gender whatnot Right. But there's also kind of thing that women like to expose themselves if it's in the same, <laughs> in the same environment, you know, so. Oh, women being exhibitionists. Yeah. For I mean, yeah. I think on the balance and I've met a lot of women <laughs> and I've known a lot of women very intimately. Yes, I would say the vast majority of women like to show what they've got, there you, <laughs> what, there you go. what we've got. Yeah. Oh. And so feminism what feminism oh no just, <laughs> it's just, just you know attack on feminism no Culture language no, it's, it's great no, like... but, no 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 it's not an attack uh, no but you know feminism is an enabler of that biological urge <laughs> i would say okay say more no because it's like if you have uh cultures from the middle east where women have a hijab and uh, are not able to show themselves you know, or like Victorian England, where, you know, they were also dressed in black robes and hair as long, you know, to the to the ground floor. So you have like, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a cultural movement, which enables and, you know, and enables a woman to be as free and uh, vulgar and and voyeuristic, uh, no exhibitionist as as possible. Um, yes, towards men. I think that women amongst ourselves have, have always had this culture of uh, of sort of like showing ourselves to each other first, you know, like speaking of traditional cultures, I was in uh, I was in Cairo like 12 years ago or more. And I was in this really fancy hotel and there had been um, like this whole like belly dance symposium, you know, and uh, right. all of these teachers and vendors and whatever. And um, there in the hotel, there's like an elevator for women and one for men, you know, to to maintain, you know, like modesty and privacy for for women who 
some of whom were in full hijab. So I got into this elevator with a group of women in the most stringent style of hijab, like in niqab. And I think that they were actually Saudi. Uh, and the, the elevator doors closed and they all immediately wanted to show me the most scandalous lingerie that they had on right. under this hijab, right? right. <laughs> and like some of them were quite young and they were like, you know, like to each other too, performing this like you know super sexualized femininity right and like all of them had like all their body hair removed all of the fashions like you know right. of of whatever a woman's body is supposed to look like for maximum fuckability you know so i mean yes feminism has enabled uh wait are we saying that feminism is responsible for that technology somehow or which technology <clears throat> for like social media i guess well, obviously mm -hmm. <laughs> okay <laughs> all right huh interesting like as a precondition or as like an essential kind of like no i, I um... wouldn't i wouldn't talk about uh, uh i would more talk about correlation you know so there are mm -hmm. phenomenons that you know on a broader scale happen at the same time you know so even if you can't see direct causal relationships there if they have set if, 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 if they're happening at the same time there are necessarily some relations to it and so you right. have you have the idea uh from arnold Thoinby uh, in in the late 20th century yes. who coined the, the term postmodernity as thinking in global terms mm -hmm. and so you know, beyond the nation thinking and so that is of course what happens with the internet you know it's like the first interconnected uh global way of communicating but instead of but i mean it doesn't exactly um it's not like uh what's the word it's not a balanced like presentation of some kind of global culture obviously right like there's a there's like a kind of um um cultural supremacy like slash um like empire building really because who gets to produce all of like the online culture globally and export their values right it's the west right yes at least from our perspective yes mm -hmm. right yeah, yeah but we're is... talking about our culture yes yeah. <laughs> yes <clears throat> okay i would i would i wouldn't think that somebody you know from outer mongolia gives a shit about postmodernity really I mean, yeah, maybe not. But I mean, what what we were just talking about is how the extent to which, for example, like Iranian women or or Saudi women can can show like show themselves without hijab online, right? So so clearly, these cultures are having an impact on them as well, right? Sure, but then again, you have also you know Turkish people that living in Germany and you know uh, people that still are very traditional and that don't really embrace feminism. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But then also like those diaspora communities are always the most embattled and then like resort to the worst kinds of sort of like orthodoxies about their own original culture. Anyway, <laughs> but no, the point is say... like, uh, within the inner cycle of, you know, women amongst women, sure, mm -hmm. they're showing what they're having and kind of trying to find what's the best way to orient and align themselves in the in the reality. But, you know, in terms of being that being an open open source kind of thing that women go through palma with with basically half naked that's that's a that's a new thing and i wonder it's like how much of that 
of that kind of identity as is socially conditioned and what of you know what part of it is is biological and so the question really is if there's like a exhibitionistic element in the <laughs> of course you're going yeah. there yeah of course yeah, of you're course. going there so i think that i think that like the like the christian religious story you have to be aware of your nakedness to be ashamed of it right so i think in like in like quote unquote naive cultures and anthropology there was no exhibitionism because there was no attachment of sexualization to nakedness because everyone is all always naked right so there's no inherent like you know um like exhibitionistic thing to be performed on any kind of stage. So also, so I would say that uh, like feminism would say about exhibitionism, about female like nakedness, about sort of gratuitous nudity or, or commodified male gaze style, like female presentation that if it was empowering men would also be doing it, you know? So like, why, why is a female CEO on the cover of GQ have to be, you know, at, at the very least some cleavage out or showing parts of her form, whereas a male CEO, even on, you know, a porno mag cover is completely dressed, you know, in in a very expensive suit. Um, but then I think that that elides the, the sex differences, you know, and the the kind of like performativity of the mating dance in, in all cultures, right? So. so there you go. So that mm -hmm. goes to your thesis in regard of, you know, AI images. And if the <laughs> woman, because the tweet that you were sending me, the guy was saying that because, you know, the prevalence of AI images and videos, uh, women will be forced to be more virtuous. That was his, his thesis. And that's, of course, is absolutely bullshit. <laughs> I agree, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, that had me, that really sent me to, yes. Like, you know, it's like, why first, like, why would it force women to be more virtuous? There's no correlation there. And then suddenly, right. again, women have this urge to, to, you know, expose themselves for mating yeah. rituals and purposes whatsoever, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a we'll lot. We'll go on the ground, I think, you know. <laughs> Say more. I don't know. You don't know. They 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 will find ways to expose themselves you know, where, they, where their AI can't reach them. You know? Do you know that since I've been since I've been doing uh culture wang with you, I, I have this like um this PFP, this profile that's completely devoted to just like research that I do for culture wang. Okay. Yeah. And uh the the algorithms totally think that that profile is like a horny 23 year old dude <laughs> because the kind of things that I'm being advertised is like, it's intense. It's a lot of only fans. It's a lot of like testosterone supplements. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm, I mean, we're tackling the important questions here. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I'm yeah. just wondering connection what to propolicity. What is more important than OnlyFans as a technology and testosterone supplements? It's like that's yeah, I mean, pretty that, much peak. That, yeah. 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 That's peak. That's peak our age. No, we're civilization. We're, we're yeah. Yeah. We're way past book printing. You know, that was yeah. you know, cars and nuclear bombs. And now we're like, that's, that's, 
you know, testosterone supplements and OnlyFans, that's where we at as a culture. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> oh, huh? man. It's all I mean, just maybe wankery. Bitcoin. Huh? It's all just masturbation again. Damn it. Why is it always about that? <laughs> Why know. does every civilization get to that point and then that's it? Okay. <laughs> We've developed the ultimate masturbatory technologies. We're good. <laughs> like, that's it. Achievement yeah, it's unlocked. Interesting. It's interesting how, how the market and everything has just completely hijacked, you know, uh, not only love and like basically everything, like intimacy, yeah. uh, sexuality, love, romance, everything. For everything, you find something. That's, you know, that's the weird thing. You know, if your if if your cock doesn't stand, you have to take Viagra <laughs> and supplements. You know, if 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 you don't have a boyfriend, then you go to OnlyFans to show your pussy. You know, it's like <laughs> if you if you're it's like Peter Limburg from the store just recently said that. So you know what all the spiritual communities he calls them um, terrible communities. I don't know if you have read that. And so no. it's like is that they kind of advertising. Um, you know, we space and 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 uh, intimacy without friendship, you know, because it's like, know. obviously, if yeah. you have a really deep friend or a, a close friend, then as soon as you talk with him, um, then you, you create a resonance space like a we space. It's just naturally that's what happens. But what these kind of spiritual communities do with their look me, you know, it's like there's a technique that's called um, who's in there. And so, uh -huh. so you uh, look somebody in the eyes for 15 minutes without saying anything and then to say everything and create kind of this intimacy, which is completely artificial. Yeah. Because you're not friends with that person. Right, 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 right. 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 And so you have you have it's everything. It's market wise. It's uh, commodified. If it's intimacy, if it's, if it's, if it's a hard cock, if it's a wet pussy, it's everything. If it's romance, if it's Tinder and Bumble and all of that. Yeah. And you know, and yeah, not, I do know. Not to be captured by by all of this. Phenomenal. I mean, I'm, I'm really yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a like a fusion between cults and uh and sort of like marketing technologies like weaponized from sociology, philosophy, psychology, all of that, right? Because like the biggest advancements in understanding the human mind and motivation and you know, like uh, external pushes has come like from marketing. <laughs> like yeah. the rest of us are just like kind of not not barely ke like keeping up right and in, in like understanding and describing that and by that yeah. i mean like all social science is like you know completely at a loss for where marketing has taken that like you know data collection through through algorithms online how much intimacy we give non like human basically like goblin like scripts being you know algorithms and ais and yeah. they can construct an entire profile of us that that can perfectly anticipate each of our needs <laughs> and like yeah. you know yeah that's and and then superimpose that onto the the material real person themselves until that person wants to adopt that idealized profile that's entirely artificially you know created yeah but the, the interesting thing is the contradiction therein because like from my you know i got a uh, pro what is it like if, if if your feed propose you some some other podcasts and suddenly I through some scrolling I um, I found you know there's an OnlyFans podcast you know so OnlyFans has itself a podcast and so Amazing. it's like with with these chicks that are basically you know these kinds of Instagram whores 
you know, these Instagram women with uh, with uh, with uh, big tits and with the uh, so and and so they had like this conversation that they never in their life had ever experienced love or ever had a girl boyfriend. And so and that was so weird because they have like more than million followers on on what Instagram, whatever. And mm -hmm. so you have you have this contradiction that this impulse to self-exposure and exhibitionism is designed to attract males but if you if you hijack that with the market those people that are super successful are left with with complete emptiness of the real thing you know it's like that's evolutionary speaking that's very weird that it happens that is weird yeah no i do i do i do but i think that like what I was what I was thinking about um, coming into this conversation is like, to what extent do we do like, do we even have the capacity to understand and describe these phenomena properly, let alone, uh, you know, have any kind of theory about where they lead or what the future, like what are the follow on effects or how how is this different from sort of like normal evolutionary processes? Like maybe it's super different and maybe it's not, you know, like maybe there are certain genetic traits that travel alongside um, like slim slimness and large titties and, you know, like uh, perfect skin tone that that won't carry us past the next evolutionary plateau. And so they're being sidelined. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But that's assuming some kind of greater consciousness that has a purpose for us as a species, which I tend not to like ascribe to uh or subscribe to rather. But uh, where is it weird that those no, I mean, I think like it's always the case that those outliers are not terribly successful, right? Not not the ones that are at the top and the bottom end of the bell curve of intelligence either, right? Like the most intelligent people, which you would think would have an illusion, like evolutionary advantage to passing on their genes, often are like terribly socially awkward and and don't tend to, tend to have children, or if they do, they have a very small number of children, right? right. So no, these, I completely I guess, agree. Yes, I completely agree. But at the same time, um, you know, with with these outliers, the true nature of the thing becomes apparent, you know, because if you're if you're like an Instagram star with five million followers, you have basically a, an army of simps that, you know, write under everything or oh, that you have so beautiful, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so how are you supposed to treat, a, you know, a man normally? If 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 all that you encounter on a base of millions of people a day that guys that just judge you by you know by how you look so how are you supposed to engage with with men on a on a real normal level because that's complete I think that's completely gone you know and that's because those girls don't have boyfriends and so I think that points to a deeper issue that. Um, you know the far right people are kind of addressing then they say oh no women have to be virtuous and you know body count has to be you know less than four and then that is a virtuous woman that is able to really you know introduce the, herself into a relationship yeah that's yeah, their yeah. argument basically yeah yeah 
You know, I think that there, I, I think that it's important to engage with those arguments, especially for leftists, right? Like there's also recently, certainly for the Zoomer generation, there's an enormous attraction to like trad life and things being Lindy or like classical in some sense or, or traditional. So trad, the trad wife thing, many of these like Insta hoes and like former OnlyFans models have rebranded themselves into super traditionalists, right? Like there's, um, even in like the kind of like hippie, uh, you know, uh, global traveler uh, ones, yeah. there are the the return to sort of like traditional, like, you know, and homesteading and all of that. And I yeah. think the reason for that is just that it's really honest. Like, it's just really honest about where the transactionality is, you know, for for young women being, you know, on the one hand, feminism has given you being always uh, you know, in perfect control of yourself, agency, consent, all of this stuff, and like a million choices all of the time, uh, some of them looking better than others, but like a lot of ugliness and battle and whatever. And then on the other, other hand, you have trad life, which is everything is super well laid out. The role, the script that you're reading from is, is there's just one and you basically don't have to think about anything. <laughs> like you just sort of yeah. like retreat to this nascent in infancy while the man is responsible for, for everything to do with like the, you know, the external life. And then you're basically just left to, to be, to be beautiful and to create art and, and babies and make a home, whatever that is. So that's like just that's really, a... really honest. Yeah. I think that that's what but is appealing to women. Oh Yeah. How's that? Because it's because it's it's not the same thing than to be traditional. You know, it's still, you know, in terms of what Möller, this Professor Möller guy says, yeah. it's still a profilicity thing. It's still part of their profile. You know, it's so it doesn't really matter if it's if it's, you know, oh no, we are we are super progressive kind of insta horse. Or and now I'm I'm a trad wife. You know right. that it's 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 still it's an oscillate. Sorry to say that, but it's an oscillation. <laughs> and you know, or in in you know, if you look at the the cultural theory of metamodernism, you know, from the Dutch school, from Vermeulen and Venecker, and so you have mm -hmm. you have these kinds of in betweenness, this metaxy of things where uh, Trump um, can can be lying and saying the truth at the same time. And and so you have you have all these phenomenons that are kind of metamodern, and so th that was the discussion I had with Professor Muller that metamodernism and profilicity point to the same thing. It's the performativity. It's not real traditionalism. It's it's mm -hmm. still part of the, you know, of the oscillation of things. We're living yes. in a metamodern time, and so it's 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 a performance. It's 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 adding to their profilicity, but it's not. The real thing it's not real traditionalism it's great of course it emulates yeah, um, yeah, yeah it emulates the traditional values but it you know a real yeah. traditional farmer wouldn't give a shit yeah yeah so in form but not substance yes exactly so like sort of yeah, aesthetically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no i yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah, I have no I have no quarrel with that at all. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, again, it's just a matter of what is the assumption about which story will be more seductive, right? Like, why why do people like you and I assume that a story of the self that includes, like, you know, a lot of self-control and agency and, like, ability to 
uh, to think about ourselves in in you know original ways and escape capture by by these ideological camps or or um, you know identity boxes. Um, like I, I continue to think like that's that's a better story is like self-authorship on every level. But apparently it's much more seductive for people to be told that you're you're nothing. There's no such thing as an individual. You, here's a script. Just read from the script and you'll be happy. You know, like minimal, minimal engagement with the world. Just perform this and everything will be fine. Like, wh why is it? Why are people so seduced by that? Because the uh, the idea of of individual individualism is a myth. <laughs> so so what so where does it leave the let the you know leave the people at? So they mm. have to yeah they have to um, rethink their uh, individuation in a different way, and so it's it's via profilicity. That's why mm. these girls can do TikTok dances. Because it's at the same time, it's a performance, but it's not really true. And everybody kind of knows that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, what is, what is, what is individualism anyhow? It's like identity is completely fluid in a way. We know this. I was, I was a, I was a grunge. Uh, uh, I, wouldn't, I was not a skater, but it's like in the last 40 years, I, I went to different kind of identities, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and playfully in a kind of sense and so uh, if you take that away so what am i then <laughs> well i mean i can tell you've never been alone on a mountain <laughs> because in those moments you are your body you are what you're capable of i was alone on the on the on the mountain why wouldn't you think that i was alone <laughs> well if you have to ask <laughs> what is the, like you know who am i what is the individual it's that's all that it is i am my body the seat of my consciousness is my brain you know, when when consciousness goes away in dreaming or altered states, it you know, uh, transits through the veil to the subtle body, which is just one that we haven't been able to describe with science yet. It's, the subtle body doesn't map perfectly onto still, the material body all the time. It's still, it's still, an, it's still what? An address. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, but yeah, but materiality is real. It's the only thing that we know for sure. Like those are those are like the the basic the most basic, um, you know, sense making apparatus we have is our brain, and then like the inputs, the sensory inputs that that also right. are attached to the brain. Right. Like, why are we pretending that more is necessary? Embodiment is the thing. Everything else is an overlay. So there's no identity, you know, when I am my body, when I acknowledge that there's no identity. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not performing anything for anyone. I can either feed sure. myself or I cannot. I'm not I can... sure if that makes sense. I, I might feel oh, that I... way. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, speaking from cognitive science, I don't think that it works that way. You're going to have to give me uh, much better reasons to to budge from this position. No, because the psyche is an autopoetic system. It creates meaning and sense all the time. Even if you think that you're in your body, that's a cognitive concept. Sure. That's what I mean. Sure, sure, sure. But, but it's a very seductive feeling, one. Even the feeling of being free and connected to the body and being, yeah. you know, in the subtle, whatever, that's a construct of the autopoiesis of the psyche. Okay, but so what? No, I'm I'm you know, it's I'm just saying that that, you know, it's like we can't escape that meaning making machine that we have. And even if we think we are 
not part of the meaning making machine and being fully immersed in our body and in the central experience then that is what the meaning machine is coming up with at that very moment okay okay but but okay meaning making machine there are like states of meaning making that are like more or less energetically um 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 you already said it you already said states a state is always part of the cognitive uh, cognitive sphere that you can never leave you just said it you can't it's it's a state and the state is always cognitive fuck <laughs> yes okay 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 fine but but requiring more or less energy to maintain how right. about that sure. Oh, sure. okay so the ones that require much more energy to maintain are further away from the reality of the self right okay no wait, no 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 go ahead i i, I said uh, right too fast <laughs> say that again please so the more energetic input it takes, the the more false the state is, or the furthest, the further away from the self it is. I don't know what you mean by that. So this state, this this oscillation between being a socially mediated identity, I am profile, whatever we space, uh, like constant, uh, you know, kind of uh, evolution and and um, you know, negotiation and and performativity versus kind of as close as we can come to I am my body right, right. so those are two extremes of like yes. where I'm invested or where yeah. I I spill the floodlight of consciousness right do you get what I'm saying yeah so the ones further away are harder to maintain like the performance is more difficult because it's more false well, it depends on your training, because I would say that people that are, you know, part of the urban life for the last and only part of urban life, for them, it's way more easier to Interesting. You, yeah. to to maintain the, you know, the social self and have way more difficulty to to go into the, let's say, body self or whatever. Yeah, you I know? see that. Yeah, I totally see that, actually. <laughs> because that's what all men's movements, women's movements yeah. Yeah, is yeah. basically about going to jungle. that. Damn. Yeah. That's so sad. That's so sad. That should be universally accessible. Like that should be the first thing that we're taught, you know, like why has education failed us then if we're all so far away from that um, basic embodiment? Like, I don't know. That seems very sad to me. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's Freud, gurus. that's, you know, the, 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 the uh, discomfort and discontent with, with uh, 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 our society and with ourselves, because we can't live and, you know, uh, be our libido, libido and be our body and be, you know, what Willem Reich said, our organ and, or, you know, organ and all these kinds of things that are, Why you not? know, no, because the society wouldn't work like that. Right. So just some of us, some of the time. No, I mean you need. I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking about this all the time. It's like, so maybe um maybe I find it here. It was super interesting because, um, because it, it directly has something to do with this. And so, uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking a lot about books, you know, and and the idea. So it's a it's a it's a tweet from. Nassim Nicholas Taleb. I will read it to you, right? Nassim Taleb is interesting. Yeah, go ahead. So, 
books that endure don't like uh, don't look like good books. They are almost always very poorly written, but address fundamental topics. Masterfully crafted ones generate excitement. They look like great works, get prizes, impress academics, critics, and empty suits, then fade away. This sometimes applies to the same author. The worst written pieces are the ones that are extant. Aristoteles' Rivers of Gold stop being copied, similar to restaurants with a view serving poor food, and so on. Uh, Samuel uh, Samuelson on Keynes's general theory, a badly written book, poorly organized, any layman who bought it was cheated of his five shillings, not suited for classroom use, arrogant, bad-tempered, polemical, abounds in confusion, in short, it's a work of genius. And so you have that thing, right? Yes. You have the you have um, the social construct that you have to be, you have to create a book or you have to create a music that it's like very well formulized and very you know, very well mm -hmm. structured, but um, the thing that is original, you know, the the really good works that are mostly very badly structured, and so yeah. that's you yeah, know, yeah. and and Beautiful. I think that this is with 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 all of these things that the human mind and the human spirit is is unbreakable and will always find ways to to express themselves. So the libido will come out and will express themselves. And you know the the being being a copy, being a social self. That's you know for for the masses of people, the you know the of, of you know of the attention economy and and all of this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, interesting. It, so many things occurred as you were reading, like one of them being that the truth is in the flaws, right? Like it's the one thing that AI can't really replicate. Right. Like it makes it makes weird, ugly flaws. It doesn't make beautiful flaws that like contribute to the wholeness yes. of the thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. The AI yeah. can't produce a, an ugly, stinky pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or a misshapen, like badly, uh, you know, mutilated during uh, circumcision cock, you know, yeah. but nonetheless, yeah, exactly. nonetheless. Exactly. Because that's what people mostly look at, probably, yeah. and, and, and pornographic imagery, <laughs> the, the asymmetry, basically. Yes, right. Yes, that's that's how it's real. That's the only way that there's excitement. Also, in in the the excitement of the of like the slightly crossed boundary or like the the slightly um, what's the word the naughty things the the um, the forbidden things the darker things you know the, right exactly yeah yeah so you have to access that and you find that in pieces of art, uh, in pieces of music, in pieces of ass. You know, yeah. so I... <laughs> I think that's why the 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 thought signal, the that hoe over there, Instagram hoe signal won't be usurped entirely by AI because I don't think AI will ever allow itself to be flawed enough to actually be, you know, to to draw the the mostly male libido like significantly enough. Yeah, the, the question is, can you be flawed if it's an algorithm? That's the question because. Right. Uh, because the question is, isn't a flaw and is like an uh, an unexpected error, basically. Right. Yeah. And so it's like if if an AI produces it, it's not it's not unexpected anymore. No, exactly, exactly. It factors it in. Um, were you around? There was like a really famous magazine cover, potentially for Harper's Bazaar or something, maybe in the late '90s when they first started coming out with like really good uh, CGI. And they generated what was meant to be the perfect model, 
like uh, the perfect female shape, like absolute symmetry. And uh, and it was profoundly ugly, even though they gave her sort of like baby hairs, you know, how like on the side of the face, yeah, 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 one, yeah. Of the th one of the tails is texture. And they did they did everything right to make her look real. But she was just very ugly, kind of uncanny valley, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the the flaws contributed, um, you know, substantially to that to that feeling of alienness and like, yeah, 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 yeah. This, yeah interesting because like a replicated and intentional flaw also ends up just looking really um like uh like it's meant to manipulate you know it draws the eye to itself in a way that's really like disturbing that takes you out of it out of the fantasy you know of whatever yeah. it is that you're looking at yeah it reminds me so um because i i think you know the the, the real uh, um supermodels that are out there you know, sometimes they thrive upon a, a kind of tilt and the concept, you know, and the conception. Yeah. So I yeah. was like, so I was invited this is, uh, half a year ago. I was invited to a movie premiere from a guy who was a, um, you know, Hollywood photographer. And, and he made like a movie 10 years ago with one of the supermodels. And I didn't even know her. I just looked her up and I was like, oh, that, that woman looks really weird on the photos because her eyes are, you know, it's like way too, too far, 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 yeah. far apart. And it's, it, it, she has like this strange, this strange alien kind of <laughs> face, which I was like, that's a really weird face. Why is she even famous? You know, and I was I, I, I didn't get it. And so I went to this uh, premiere uh, and it was based, it, the movie was not particularly good. So, but it, because it was just a homage to his youth and she was a personal friend of his. And so it was just, it was just 45 minutes of, you know, of that woman in the most glorious Swedish light you can, you That's know. Cute, so, cute. And I was like, I was just, I was just spellbound because suddenly everything got into the right perspective. And I, I, I saw how the, how the how the actual flaws and the weirdness of her face attributed to her to her beauty and i kind of could see what why she is that famous you know but in, initially it was like oh that's that's so strange you know that that nature can come up with that uh, uh you know and and you have to learn to see the beauty in that Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and also I think that beauty, beauty is not just in the eye of the beholder, but beauty is expressed, right? It's about how a woman uses her body and like, right. the, when she knows her angles. I mean, that I think that's why, uh, for example, Parisian women are so beautiful, even while being just like objectively kind of ugly a lot of the time, yeah. you know, they just absolutely always know their angles and their you know the way they hold their heads is a kind of like i dare you to like to look at me critically basically you know it's just yeah. this total dominance of the of like the the perception i guess like yeah refu refusing to be kind of like painted over by the male gaze but like asserting one's like nobility over that i yeah. i love that mm -hmm. what do you what do you think about the male gaze the male gaze i'm all yeah. for it <laughs> it's always been very kind to me <laughs> <laughs> so okay mm. yeah no because i think it's completely normal i have i have no yeah. problem with male gaze you know right why would you <laughs>
<laughs> no, no I but think you don't think that it diminishes women. I think some, I mean, sometimes it can, but 90 plus percent of the time, no, it's, it's, it's also not voluntary, you know? And, uh, and I think it's, I think, I think it's just like a lovely space to play. Like, why would you, why would you characterize it with anything negative when there's this like moment of like simpatico, you know, like where as a woman, one of the things dearest to us is being seen as, as attractive, like being held in someone's eyes and being elevated in some way by that gaze. Right. So why, why would you reward such a gift with, you know, Oh, don't look at me pervert or some negative thing. Right. Why not just smile politely back, you know, like, don't you find wink, it strange? Don't you find it strange that that although we came so far in our society, it's like we are so averse and and to the idea that identity is a social construct and that we mm. need other people for our identity. I mean, okay, let's let's say the biological male gay the male gaze is a bio biological mechanism, which it is by the way. Of if you see is. a cleavage. You have there's a there's a neurological drive to look at it, right? And so you have different ways as a woman to deal with this. You can you can rejoice, or you can be offended, like on two different ends of the spectrum. But mm -hmm. in, in either case, you need as a woman the gaze to create your identity in a way. Even if you say no, I don't want that, True. and you create your whole persona around True. you know men are assholes. Still. Your your high your identity is highly dependent on 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 how you know and for men it's basically the same it's more subtle but it's it's the same yeah you know 100%. so why why are we so averse to the idea that also why do we cling so much to the idea of individualism that everybody creates their own yeah no it doesn't work <laughs> like it doesn't work like this <laughs> yeah I think that there's we've talked before about the difference between individuality and individualism and like the the idea that you're like you know the most common idea especially among rebels is that that we're completely unique and there's nothing no one else like us and authenticity is all that matters and you know of course we create ourselves in every moment in a with this completely independent of anyone else around us right but that's that's so that's so narcissistic like how much like god would you have to be for that to be true you know And yeah. I mean, I sometimes it's an attractive thought that solipsism that we've talked about before. Yeah. I'll sometimes meditate on that because it is a very seductive idea, you know, or at least a sort of like light version of that being that we all hallucinate our own reality. You know, that's something that I'm I'm willing to kind of grapple with sometimes with the use of certain recreational substances, <laughs> you know, come up with better stories. But I think it's always there's wonderful, beautiful stories about ourselves. Why? Why, you know, decide to throw all of those in the fire? Like even some yeah. of the most terrible stories have such uh, grist in them, have like so much life, have so much you know nutritive value in them you know yeah why why not bite into them i mean do i i mean speaking of stories you know the the you know the metaphor if you have enough monkeys you know if you have an infinite <laughs> yeah, amount yeah. of monkeys well at some point one will type uh the complete works of shakespeare right yes Just yes and so i was wondering how many 
rebels do you need in a society till we find out that it's a completely uh, you know predictable social phenomenon and there's nothing authentic or original about it right right you in know? fact it's the rebels that are the super conformists actually yes. <laughs> yes. yeah i mean i don't know but when you're 19 <laughs> or 17 or 16 and you're in it so it's yeah. like that's your lived reality but you know from the out outside it's uh yeah yeah <laughs> oh to be that young and to feel so marginalized <laughs> that would be great <laughs> wasn't that such a seductive time though for me it was that kind of nihilistic you know like oh nothing matters and no one can know me or understand me <laughs> don't talk to me i'm reading nietzsche <laughs> yes talk yes. to the hand, talk to the oh, hand. <laughs> <laughs> or in my case like chasing the most um like i don't know the weirdest music in Europe, like going to Carton City in Belgrade, you know, to hear gypsies like play the weirdest, oldest, like kind of folk songs and like, yeah. Yeah. To, to feel something, you know, to feel some connection with. Yeah. I, I just thought I was a throwback. Like I thought, oh, I've just been born like 600 years too late. Like that's what's wrong with me. So I have to like connect with the deep culture, you know, with my ancestors, all of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the I think what I sometimes, you know, what I sometimes think is the radicality of that phase in life, you know, where you think, uh, oh, no, I'm I'm perfectly ready uh to um to to live a nietzschean life and to to do that this radicality you know to yeah. um yeah. then then you know the edges get smoothed smoothed over over the years and you, you it's like you know and sometimes you have to access that part again you know where where you where you go completely radical and completely insane you know yeah and how do we access that huh and how do we access that? Exactly. Um, through libido. I was queuing you up through libido, obviously, right? That's the conduit. Right. Yeah. This, this is totally from you. I'm like basically repeating your words back to you. You've talked about, I've like suggested certain guests and you're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, why? Does it not make you horny? And you're basically like, yeah, no, there's no libido in that for me. <laughs> Like uh, like guests? What are you saying? Yeah, certain guests, guests that I've uh, that I've suggested before. Certain oh. feminists. You're basically like, nah, that doesn't get me going. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, but yeah, but because also like we have we are, we're still trying to find out in what kind of field we are moving, you know, and so yeah. we are we are we we fuck around and we find out, and there are people that kind of uh fit to the field that we are opening up the resonance field let's say sure. and yeah. other people that you know we have an instinct feeling that that might not be the right thing you know oh i see i see i see but i mean like you've said again quoting you to yourself uh yes. sometimes the no is a great place energetically you know also true yes 